Good morning, and welcome to Walk and Talk, episode 12, September 20th. This is my second time recording uh, episode 12, and that is because yesterday, as far as I can tell, I think I left the speaker button on mute for the entire recording, so that's always fun. Um... I'm not 100% sure that that was the issue, because I can't really go back and see, but I went all the way through with posting the episode and uploaded across uh, Apple and Spotify, and then someone who was listening, so I guess there is at least one person listening, reached out and DM'd me and said, dude, there's uh, no audio on that podcast posted. Uh, that was interesting and slightly embarrassing, but uh, these are the mistakes that you have to push right through in order to continue to do, and uh, I've now had one episode with zero audio that, uh, that I must have been on mute or something. Um, I've had another where it got cut off at the end because my phone died. And I've had yet another where I forgot to turn the headphones on, so the audio was picked up on my phone in my pocket with pretty terrible quality. So overall, not a fantastic hit rate for 12 episodes in. The first one or two, I had uh, my phone that was dropping on the first one, and the second one, I was still using AirPods. So that's five out of 12 that have been certainly lackluster in some regard, um, or four out of 11 that are now posted. But hopefully, we can turn it around here and start to get some more high-quality recordings going. Um, and maybe it's all for the best because maybe starting out I could use a couple of practice rooms on this new habit and this new form of recording anyway. Um, it's quite windy today, so I'm not sure how that'll play into things, but we'll give it a go nonetheless. In worst case scenario, I get my walk in and, uh, do a little talking. Um, I think an interesting thing to talk about this morning would be a concept that I actually just sort of alluded to when I said maybe it's all sort of uh, meant to be that the first, out of the first 11 episodes, a few of them haven't come out quite right. Um, and that is basically that, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And uh, this is sort of a bumper sticker type of line and certainly has its fair share of cheesiness or corniness or whatever you want to call it. Um, But it is a line that I have found to be immensely valuable in life um, for the last... I don't know, uh, 
10 years, roughly, nine years. Oh, no, I'm forgetting, uh, I'm confusing my age with the year. So it's been uh, closer to 14 years, uh, 15 years, something like that. Um, and the reason I know sort of when I started to think about this and when it started to help me is that it was um, during my gap year or maybe right after my gap year or soon after my gap year, after my freshman year of college. Um, I think I've talked about this a little bit somewhere before, whether it was on my blog or uh, my 100th episode of the main podcasts where I talked a bit about my story or maybe bits and pieces of regular podcast episodes where a guest brings something up that reminds me of it and I feel like speaking to it a little bit. But the general story is that I had a miserable freshman year of college for a variety of reasons and um, decided to leave and rather than transfer to one of a few schools that I got into for transfer that was not super exciting to me, I decided to um, try to start a company based on an idea that I had and a partnership that I had won with a company that could help me make this idea into a reality. And I uh, was fortunate to convince one of the schools that did accept me to transfer to for my acceptance year. So side case was essentially my... Um, like basically my downside case was my current case um, or rather the situation that I would have gone into had I just transferred schools because um, this was my favorite of the schools that I'd gotten into. I was just putting that to become a backup plan that I could pursue later. Um, and in the meantime, take a bit of a chance not very risky um, go and give that a try and the company failed um, but the year was very valuable for me and I ended up applying to some more schools throughout that year as well and got into one substantially better and more exciting to me than uh, the one that I had deferred the acceptance at or any of the others I had gotten into previously, including the original, of course, and, you know, basically all of them. Um, so the thing about that was that uh, I realized, you know, despite this terrible freshman year that I never would have wished upon myself, and despite the company failing, uh, you know, I ended up in a much better spot, objectively speaking, at least, and, you know, from a person, from an onlooker's point of view, and then subjectively speaking, from my own point of view, um, ended up in a better spot for all of it than I might have otherwise without it, where presumably, rather than going into, for example, my sophomore year at this better school, um, I would have been entering my junior year at 
the initial school, which, you know, again, I, I had a miserable freshman year and, you know, maybe I could have had a better year and everything and then junior year would have been good or whatever, but at the very least it was a significantly better school that I ended up at. And it wasn't just about, you know, the rank of the school or anything like that, but it just put me on a path. Um, you know, I, I would have lost all of the value the opportunity cost of staying at my original school had I not had that miserable freshman year and that pushed me to leave um, would have been my gap year and basically everything that's happened since. And I'm not sure what the other path would have led to or looked like, but I have a very hard time imagining that I would have preferred that to the path that I've taken since. And so the thing about all of that is that you have to, or you don't have to, but it made me realize that uh, something seemingly bad can really be very good. Uh, this terrible freshman year that I had um, that I never would have wished upon myself could become something that I'd be very grateful for because it led me down a better path, uh, a path that I wanted to pursue and sort of felt more true to myself. And uh, so that was just a very important realization for me. And I've since tried to uh, sort of apply that perspective really as, as much as I can. Uh, and I, I don't, I sort of, you know, forget sometimes, but it seems to come back, sort of, the thought seems to arise, the concept, everything happens for surface when uh, it's sort of most important and something seemingly bad happens. And I'm able to remind myself, you know, maybe this is a good thing. And the thing about that is that... Uh, if you look at the things that are seemingly bad that happen to you in life as being good things, you know, whether you can sort of, you know, adjust the strength and confidence you have there where, you know, you can, at best, you can look at it as being a good thing for sure. Um, at least you could look at it as perhaps being a good thing, but leaving some room for doubt. Um, either way, I think what it does, practically speaking, and the, re the reason I think this is a, uh, a useful belief to have, sort of irregardless of whether it's true or not, and I think to prove or disprove that everything happens for a reason or what that even really means would be incredibly difficult and more likely impossible, but... Sometimes you have to sort of have faith in things, um, as people do in religions and things like this. And, uh, you know, I'm not particularly faithful about any particular religion. Um, but uh, I think there are some beliefs that one can hold that are difficult or impossible to prove, more likely to be impossible. Uh, and if you can't know one way or the other, 
that's where faith comes in, I think. And, uh, you know, you can, you can't like really fake faith necessarily, but I think you can sort of build it and develop it and fake it till you make it in a sense. And I think your, your real life and real world experiences can very much play a part in determining what you have faith in. Like you hear about these people who, witness what appears to be some kind of miracle and you know they become oftentimes religious or something like this because they just have no other way of explaining what they've experienced and it's just such a powerful experience that it really changes them um and it's not always religious i know another example is the guy uh Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle, who had some sort of, uh, I haven't read much of his stuff, it's often recommended to me, but um, I know he had some sort of thing, or I believe he had some sort of thing where he like woke up in the middle of the night or something and had some crazy experience out of nowhere that like shook him to his core and started to become a very spiritual guy and like had all this awakening or enlightenment sort of all at once and you know you never know with stories like this what to really make of them necessarily but uh at the very least you know he's he's walked the walk to some extent uh where he's pursued this sort of spiritual life of guiding people in that direction and i think changing a lot of people's lives for the better as far as i can understand so you know that seems to be a good thing. Um, but anyway, my experience which sort of led me to this belief and have this faith, again, whether it's right or wrong, I think is very beneficial um, because I can now take this view to things and uh, really believe it. Um, there's like a, a difference between saying that you believe something and and really like at the core sort of knowing um and even though i can intellectually say like i know that i don't know if this is true or not it's not just that i want to believe it is like deep down even though it sounds kind of ridiculous i just sort of believe it um and when something bad happens i find myself looking for like right away starting to think about how could this be a good thing? How could this be for the best? And, you know, when you do that, um, you start sort of, I think, just putting your energies and taking actions towards results and situations and possible outcomes that, um, you know, would be for the best and would be good. And so, you know, one sort of uh, simple example I can think about that, you know, this isn't like a a 100% based on me story, but it's definitely, you know, you see the movies that are like based on a true story or based on real events or something like that, loosely based. Like, I guess I would give this that label. Um, but it's just, I'm using this example because I think it's quite simple, is that, um, you know, imagine you apply to some job and uh, you really want this job 
you, you know, blood, sweat, and tears preparing for the interview and doing a case study and you make it all the way, you make it through the first interviews and everything's going well and you meet the people and you love the people and they seem to love you. You make it to the final round and uh, ultimately you just get edged out and you, you don't, you get rejected, you don't get the job and uh, there's no more openings coming anytime soon and you got to move on and that can be pretty disappointing and pretty frustrating. Um, but, and, and, you know, you could get pretty down about that and that could sort of just like stop you in your tracks. Like you end up in a rut for a while and, you know, start doing poorly at your current job because you thought you were on your way out and now you have to stay and you're not happy and you start taking it out on your relationships or, you know, stopping exercising and things can go very downhill with a disappointment like that or really any. Um, or you can sort of, you know, try to move forward and not dwell on this seemingly bad thing and instead take the mindset that, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason and, uh, this sort of hurts now. I put a lot of time and effort into that and I really wanted that, but, um, you know, it wasn't meant to be. And, uh, this is going to be for the best. And you just convince yourself that that's the right perspective and, you know, pick yourself up and move forward. And, you know, with that mindset of this happened for a reason and this is for the best, this is going to be a good thing in retrospect, you start working towards making that true, uh, whether you're really actively thinking about it or not. It's like similar to, uh, you know, this might be similar to how affirmations work. I'm not totally sure. I haven't really actively done affirmations in my life, but um, and affirmations, I think, is roughly... Like when you, uh, you know, write the same sentence down or a few sentences down every day. Like Scott Adams talks about something where I don't want to misquote him too badly, but he had some sort of problem where he couldn't talk for a while. Scott Adams is the uh, creator of the Dilbert cartoon. who has a great book, How to, I forget what it's called, but like How to Fail Over and Over and Still Win or uh, something like that. You look up how to fail Scott Adams and you'll find it. I recommend it very highly. Talks a lot about how he thinks about systems in life as opposed to goals, which resonated a lot with me, uh, among many other things. Um, and uh, just had a very interesting life path. But he talks about these affirmations, and I guess he used an affirmation around like being able to speak again. He was like, oh, I'll have a perfect voice or something like this. And he wrote this like every day for, I don't know, like years or something. And lo and behold, after some period of time, he uh, got his voice back in a situation where, like in a very serendipitous situation, I forget what it was exactly, but like found the perfect doctor in the world, like the one who could fix this. And uh, for previously like regarded to be unfixable diagnosis or something. So anyway, the affirmation worked out for him. And, um, you know, I've heard of other people with affirmations like this. Um, 
and maybe they call it affirmations and maybe they don't. Um, I just interviewed Brian Armstrong of Coinbase a few weeks ago and he early in life, uh, like, you know, not super early, but before he started Coinbase, certainly, um, he had gotten into a habit of writing, basically wanted to write down like crazy goals every morning. Um, not for any like spiritual reason, or I, I don't think he called them affirmations or anything, but just because it sort of helped to, uh, to maybe subconsciously in a sense, focus you on that thing. Even if you didn't really actively think about it anymore than you otherwise would have or whatever, just by writing it down every day, you sort of keep it fresh in mind enough that your actions just seem to sort of work towards that thing. So his was like, I think it was something along the lines of like, I'm going to create a billion dollar company. And, uh, you know, here he is with 10 years later, 12 years later with a $50 billion or whatever it's worth. Um, things can have very powerful impacts and I don't know whether one, you know, attributes them to something spiritual or something like that, or just something that can be explained practically or is having a, you know, is working in a way that is practical and reasonable, even if it can't be described. Um, I think some combination of all of this, it's worthwhile. And so coming back to my example of applying to all the job or applying to the job and getting rejected, uh, be disappointed because you really wanted that job. Um, if you tell yourself that that happened for a reason and it, it wasn't meant to be, and that's going to be a good thing. And in retrospect, you're going to be grateful that you didn't get this job. You start just looking for ways to make that the case. And, you know, an obvious, like one way to make that not the case is to dwell on it and be miserable for a long time and let it continue to cause you, you know, suffering and displeasure and things. Um, but one way to make it maybe the case is to pick yourself back up and go and think, okay, you know, I was really excited for this job. Didn't get it. But, um, if this is going to be for the best, you know, what's, how, how could that possibly happen? Like this was my, this was a dream job for me, but what, you know, the thing about dream jobs is, um, turns out there's a lot of them and uh, you might think that there's just one, especially when you have a shot at it, but you'll realize that there's other dream jobs and uh, perhaps the next dream job, quote unquote, that you identify is something that is actually significantly better for you than, um, you know, the, the one that you were going after, or maybe instead of, uh, instead of getting the, uh, the, jo the job that you were going after and maybe you apply some more and you don't get in or whatever and you continue to try to make this happen for a reason and then um, ultimately you end up deciding you, you actually want to start your own company or something like this. And uh, you go and you start some huge successful, you know, uh, purpose giving in terms of giving you purpose feeling of purpose, uh, which I think a lot of people lack these days, company, um, and 
a company that wouldn't have existed had you not been rejected from these jobs and, uh, you know, maybe a company that actually does a lot of good in the world as well. So there's all sorts of sort of possible outcomes from any one event. And by taking the view that everything happens for a reason and, uh, you know, you, you can start to try to make these things that feel like they're happening to you, these, these seemingly bad things that feel like they're happening to you and, and, um, and make, you know, flipping your perspective to view them as things that are good things that are happening for you. And I think sort of the ideal, which, you know, is difficult and arguably not necessary, uh, well, certainly not necessary, but, um, you know, maybe not even desirable, I don't know, but it seems pretty desirable would be to sort of take that perspective and keep that, like stay in that state of mind sort of all of the time where everything that happens, like every day, you're just constantly sort of uh, grateful and appreciative of everything that happens because you just have this fundamental belief that everything happens for a reason and everything is happening for you. Like imagine if every single thing that happened in your day, no matter how big or small, you just took a view that this was like essential and uh, important and good and helping you. Um, that just seems like a very pleasant way to live and positive way to live and uh, motivating way to live. And uh, I'm not certainly there at all, but um, like I said, I I do feel that I sort of remember all of this and all of this sort of comes to mind in some of the more important times where it would be easy to get down about something or feel like a victim for some reason or anything like that. And it's at those times where sort of taking a positive view and looking at it as happening for a reason and being for the best and all that is most important. Um, so if I sort of could choose any time that that feeling would arise and that, that perspective would sort of come over me, that is... Those are sort of the most important times, um, but to have it all throughout your days, it would just be like, I've had it for for bursts here and there, I guess, which is how I can feel like I can speak to it a little bit. Um, one of the best ways to describe it, I would say, is you start to feel like you're in the flow, um, and it's really... An amazing feeling and I've only I would say experienced it you know temporarily by nature of the fact that I'm not feeling it all the time but for periods of time like I you know it's easy to feel I guess when things are just pretty objectively breaking in your favor like you know, time and time again in a short period of time or even, like, multiple times in a day. You're just, like, catching these breaks that are just working out what feels, like, perfectly. Um, and so that sort of encourages the mindset as well, whereas the negative thing 
encourages the mindset because I think it's important to remember it at those times um, when things are happening to you that are clearly sort of happening for you um, and you're just like catching a lot of luck and breaks and like, you know, you, uh, I don't know, you time for some event and like it shows up that morning it's not even like cool because you'd probably be like stressing about this thing coming in time or something like when you're in the flow or when you feel like you're in the flow in life things that you just like couldn't even have foreseen and expect are just like coming out of the woodwork in your favor and for your benefit and uh if you could somehow turn your perspective to see things like that more of the time or even all of the time. It would just feel like everything that's happening, you know, like the universe is conspiring or whatever the saying is um, in your favor. And I think that would be, you know, an extremely confident way to live um, and a very pleasant way to live and probably lead to a lot of success in life by whatever your definition of success may be. Um, So, yeah, it's even just nice talking about this because similar to the affirmations or something like that, it's just naturally going to be sort of fresher in my mind for the next hour and for hopefully the day and maybe the week, maybe longer than that, Um, you know. He's, uh, you can think of this idea as depreciating in a sense, or any idea that you bring to the forefront of your mind is depreciating. And um, for those who don't know the term, depreciating is a term that comes from like accounting. And uh, basically, what it means is if you have um, a computer, for example, that you buy for $2,000, it starts as having a value of $2,000 on your books as like an asset. Um, And it has some determined um, life, like useful life, basically, of, um, you know, let's say a computer lasts for four years. So, you know, after the first year, it has depreciated one quarter of its life, one year out of four. And if it was worth 2000 originally, it's now considered to be an asset worth 1500 and after two years, a thousand. And after four years, the asset has no value. It's like fully depreciated. And so when you sort of install an idea in your head or do an affirmation or anything like that, um, I think of it as sort of putting this idea in your head and giving it mind share at a certain value. And then, that value depreciates with time. And, you know, after, I don't know, 10 days or something maybe, depending on the idea and how strong or significantly you installed it in the first place, like this 40-minute talk or however long this is, is a stronger install than writing one sentence. Everything happens for a reason, probably on one day, just because I'm spending more time on it. Um, And maybe time is the primary variable there, although probably the sort of uh, strength of the 
thought or talking about or whatever it is probably plays a role as well. I'm not going to try to create like a formal formula here, but um, whatever it is, I've sort of installed this idea today for for now, and uh, it will take some time to depreciate, and maybe that's part of the value of affirmations as well, is like by just putting it in even for a very short period every day, you're ensuring that that idea or that concept never has the chance to depreciate. Um, maybe because you're putting it in there every day, it's sort of like a weak value addition, and maybe it only takes a day to depreciate to zero, or maybe a little bit less, but at the very least you're putting that value back on the books every morning or every time, every uh, at a particular time every day. Um, and that's, uh, I think, an interesting way to think about affirmations, actually, and maybe I'd like to try it out a little bit more. Um, there's an interesting book by O.G. Mandino, a uh, pretty cool name, by the way, who uh, I don't really fully know his story or anything. I don't really know much about it at all, but he wrote this book called, uh, I think, The Greatest Salesman in the World. I think that's what it's called, something like that. And uh, he's written a few books, as I understand. That's the only one that, that I've read. And I discovered it from Matthew McConaughey, who uh, who recommended it uh, in his book, uh, Green Lights, and also on this podcast tour that he was doing around the time that he published that. And... Uh, and, you know, he, for, it was very important for him and uh, sort of launched him on his successful career in acting and everything like that. Um, and he had some kind of serendipitous story about coming across it and things like that. Um, but anyway, I read it and uh, thought it was pretty interesting. I didn't follow There's like a prescribed way to read it where you have to read like one chapter maybe like 10 times before you move on to the next chapter and then you read that 10 times and so on and so on. And then um, you have to do some like writing that that's why this is coming up because some sort of like affirmation style thing. I don't exactly remember, but it's like a playbook, like an instruction manual to become the greatest salesman in the world, I guess, or something like that. Um, it's, it's a bit more broad than that. It's not... To me, it didn't seem like it was really about becoming a salesman. Obviously, Matt McConaughey didn't become a salesman. Um, but it's just more broad that I think about like how to make yourself a success. Uh, again, sort of however you define that for yourself. And um, so anyway, it's a pretty interesting book. But um, there's a bunch of these books. And another one is, uh, what's it called? Think and Get Rich or Think and Grow Rich by... Uh, uh, I forget who wrote that. Maybe might have been Napoleon. I remember, but um, that's an interesting book that I never made it all the way through. For some reason, it was one of those that uh, you know. Sometimes there's these books that you like really enjoy. Um. And you just sort of stop at some point and don't continue. Um, 
And I don't know. That was one of those for both times, just, just sort of enjoying it and resonating, and then closed it and didn't pick it back up. So coming back to the main point of this. What was meant to be was to read a bit and enjoy a bit and get that preview of what it is so that I can return to it at the right time when it'll be more valuable to read in full for the first time. So that's a pretty good example right there, actually, of, you know, everything happens for a reason in in practice. Um, And uh, I guess that's a pretty good place to close things out. So thank you for listening, if you are. And uh, hopefully this one recorded. I'll be pretty disappointed if it didn't. Um, But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And Send questions to uh, to Jake at blogofjake.com um, or DM me at zero uh, f j a k e on Twitter or uh, Farcaster. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you. Uh, feedback is welcome and encouraged for those few of you who are listening. Uh, I'm open to going in any particular direction with all this, but the key for me is to get out early, go for a walk to start my day, go for a stroll instead of a scroll, as I tweeted, Um, and uh, whatever else comes out of it, you know, it's a bonus. So anyway... Uh, thanks again and, uh, have a great day.